For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Jams getting you ready for tonight's game two of a hotly contested lot of bad blood series between the Panthers of Sunrise and the Lightning of Tampa Bay. We're awaiting word to see if we get the approval to be in the Amelie on Thursday ahead of the game when no one will be in the arena. But before we go any further, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a 420 break. I'm possessed, some say I'm fresh. Roll them if you got them. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be playing lullaby versions of popular songs underneath Mr. John Senning. And John's Joints. Song reminds me of uh, Pleasure Island. Oh, the the place that used to be at Disney or whatever yeah. it's called. Yeah, they play this at the Cage a lot. Man, I w- now that I've fallen in love with Florida so much, I just wish I could have experienced. Like, I'm glad I got to experience Michigan when I was young, but I would have loved to experience what Florida was like during those years. It was cool. John's Joints being brought to you by Chassis. It is man care for down there. Chafing is a thing. It is a very real thing. And if you're a hot jobber, you work in a kitchen, maybe you work on the job site, even if you just know that when you go out to the amusement park or a day at the beach, you have that terrible burning friction between Mm. your legs, Chassis is the powder that changed the game, and it can make it so that you've got nothing but sweet, soft, supple, dry, clean inner thighs for the rest of your days. You can go for the Ice Max powder, the premium powder, or just get yourself the chassis gift set, which with that, you get the trio of premium powder, the five-in-one shower primer, because, you know, you got you got all sorts of different soaps for different parts of your body. You should have one special soap for in between your legs, gentlemen, and that's what you'll get with the five-in-one shower primer and the restoration cream. That all comes in the chassis gift set. You can load up on all your chassis products at Chassis for Men. Dot com. So, you know, I had this running kind of not even joke, but just feeling that Tom Brady is doing too much. I just I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the contrast of years and years living the Patriot way and doing things under Bill Belichick, which I'm sure he probably tells his guys, you know, hey, you know, we don't we're not really the type of people that are, are going to be getting wasted coming off the boat even though I'm sure he's had some buzzed parades in in, uh, in New England, sure. but just everything that comes along with them, the commercials, the tweets, the social media, all of it. Well, evidently, Tom Brady intends to continue providing unscripted entertainment to a national TV audience in some form or fashion upon his football retirement. Mm. A report in Deadline.com indicates that Fox has let it slip. It's working with the seven-time Super Bowl champ 
on an unscripted series. It will likely be produced by Brady's own 199 Productions, named an observance uh, where he was selected at number 199 overall in the 2000 NFL draft. In a statement, they say, we have we also have an unscripted project with Tom Brady coming from the Fox Entertainment CEO, Charlie Collier. Yes, that Tom Brady. Uh, Brady's production company is also working with ESPN on a nine-episode series chronicling his journey to 10 Super Bowl appearances entitled The Man in the Arena, Tom Brady. The series is expected to bear resemblance to The Last Dance, which was the docuseries that aired on ESPN chronicling the rise of Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bull dynasty of of the 1990s. I'm, I'm trying to balance my absolute obsession with Tom Brady and wanting to soak in all of his greatness with understanding that's kind of because we don't know everything about him. So if he's going to give it, if he's going to give us all of himself, does does some of the intrigue behind him go away? It's just all the things that make him great by being kind of stoic and not really knowing are slowly going away with as open as he's being, with all the things he's doing, the the mean tweets, the, the things that he's doing on Instagram. It's just... It's kind of losing that that mystery about him. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. It's the backlash from being under the tyrannical reign of Bill Belichick for so long. Now he's allowed to blossom and be himself. There's no one to keep him in check. Tom, we're getting too much of you. I love you. I want to love you a lot and I want to keep loving you. Give us less of you. Make me want more of you. Yeah, and hopefully it doesn't get to the point where it's just oversaturation. I think it's just it's just a shock. We're still in the first year of having Tom Brady locally, and, and this version of Tom Brady is not that. So maybe it'll just take a minute. But the idea of, of a Tom Brady reality show, who's the... Who's the biggest person, whether it be sports, entertainment, or anything, to do a reality show that didn't negatively affect them? Like When I think big-name reality shows, I think the Kardashians. Oh, and yeah. to me, that show did nothing but devalue them and make them kind of a joke. And I, and I would hate to see Tom Brady just become a face of, but when you got that many Super Bowl rings, can anything dull no. your shine? No, you've already won seven Super Bowls. Yeah, I think... It's just a balance. It's just maybe I just feel that we finally got Tom Brady to ourselves here in Tampa, and he simultaneously wants to wants to share himself with with the world. Yeah, you're right. Just please listen to us, Tom. We love you. We're not haters. Dial it back a little bit. Okay. That's all. Okay, thanks. It makes me feel better that you say that. We too. forgave the PPP loan, the the new yachts, whatever. Yeah, we'll yeah we're good it with all. that. Just we're good with that. Less. Just don't. Just don't. Yeah. You know. Oh. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Thank you. So I I don't have a full grasp on what schools are looking like around the country when it comes to COVID, COVID protocols, because it seems that most schools in this country were behind Florida when it when it comes to getting back into class. But a teacher in Wisconsin who appeared to berate a student in videos posted online has reportedly been put on administrative leave. Hmm. I don't know. Do you think that teachers kind of always or some teachers throughout this country kind of treat their students a certain way and we're just getting a, more of a glimpse at it because of the Zoom world and because, you know, kids want to record everything. Because yeah. there does seem to be a trend of, of teachers talking to students in surprising ways. And I don't know if that's 
a, a sight at something bigger or if it's just we're getting a closer look than ever before. There have always been mean teachers who speak to kids in a very abrupt and mean way. We just find out about it a lot more now because they're being recorded. Right. So uh, a teacher in Wisconsin who berated a student in videos posted online has been put on administrative leave. The two clips of the incident were posted on TikTok last week showing a teacher at Poignette High School shouting at a student who appeared to have pulled his mask down from over his nose and mouth. According to a statement posted on Facebook by the school district, the incident happened on May 11th at the Poignette High School in Poignette, Wisconsin. Uh, I've got a clip here. Uh, this is crazy. And, 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 and I'll play it first. And then, and then I'm curious where you stand on kids who are dicks and how they should be treated by teachers. Because kids are dicks. So do you have to be a dick back? Time. I don't care if you're vaccinated, you little dick. Okay. I don't want to get sick and die. Okay. There's Sorry. other people you can infect just because you're vaccinated. You know what? You're not a special person around here. You should hear about how everybody talks about you. You're I know a jerk. Me. I don't care how people You're talk a about jerk. Okay. And you need to have respect for other people in your life. I do. You're not a big man on campus. Quit walking around here like you have a stick up your butt. I'm just trying not to crease my shoes. That's why I'm walking off. That. It's it's not literal yet, dummy. I mean that that is a few steps too far. Right, right. Now, now, and I'm not. It is definitely a, a few steps too far. And I don't know what this kid is like, but you can see that this kid has got some swag, and he's kind of messing with this woman. The fact that she says you walk around here like you have a stick up your butt, and he says, oh, I just don't want to put a crease in my new shoes. That's why I walk that way. Yeah. I think that gives you a peek into what this kid is probably like. Sure. But how do you – as what, what what is the technique to reach a kid who's a dick? I mean, this is also – a he, he appears to be a little bit older. He, you know, probably oh. 15, 16. It's not a young child. Okay. So when you've got a, a student like that who may be acting that way – is it ever okay to, to, you know, meet fire with fire? Not as a teacher, no. As a parent, maybe, if you want to make a point, you've got that right. I don't recommend it. Uh, but as a teacher, no, definitely not. You're probably right. Okay. I was going to defend her a little bit, but mm. I guess you're right. You can if you want to. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been talking a lot about the the aliens and whether or not they're here. The, the 60 Minutes special really dug into what the hell is going on. These unidentified uh, aerial phenomena that are everywhere. And, and something that is brought up but not really dug into much is what if it's us? What if it's something that that we're not even sharing with our military officials? What if we have top secret things going on that nobody knows about? And, and to me, that also explains why we're not getting many answers. Because I do find it interesting that if there was something that was a real threat, and I watched the full 60 Minutes last night, yeah. and it kind of tells the story of the government not paying attention or at least letting people believe that they're not paying attention to these sightings and everything that comes along with it. My only response or only thought process to that is you either know something that you're just not sharing or it's something that we're doing that we don't want anybody else to know about. Uh. So I say all of that because this this interesting news story is starting to pop up, and, and, and it could be a direct tie-in. Um, the Pentagon is running a 60,000-strong secret army. 
made up of soldiers, civilians, and contractors who travel the world under false identities embedded in constituencies and name brand companies without the knowledge of the American people or most of Congress, according to a report that's coming out of Newsweek. The top secret army was created by the Pentagon over the past 10 years as part of a program called Signature Reduction and operates both domestically and internationally using a low-profile force of clandestine warriors who sometimes don civilian clothes as they carry out top-secret assignments. The force is 10 times the size of the covert elements of the CIA and comes with a cost of more than $900 million and engages about 130 private companies in operations in locales like the Middle East and Africa, according to the report. Despite its size and budget, Congress has never held a hearing on the undercover army. I believe it. I mean, obviously, we have people embedded throughout the globe. We don't need to know about them. Well, it's just interesting to think that we talk about whatever those things are that, that people are seeing, and a lot of people will say... It's scary to think of aliens, but it's also scary to think about another country or or another or somebody else having capability that that we can't even fathom. Well, what if we're working on that? What if we have those capabilities that nobody else can even fathom and we're not going to publicly talk about them because we don't want other countries and other places to know what we have? Honest question. What do you think is the most likely scenario? The UFOs are our technology that we don't want to share. The UFOs are foreign countries' technology that we're not ready to know about, or the UFOs are aliens. You're, what's your heart telling you? So there were three choices there, right? There were. Okay. Uh, aliens. Same. I mean, I just I just feel that when you've got this many officials within the government seeing things that they can't wrap their brain around, and, and the water for me is really where things start getting weird, because the fact that these things seem to be able to go from water to air so quickly that seems otherworldly to me. Yeah. I don't I don't believe that we or anybody else has developed something that can go almost from space down into the water and back up and out and then be dis- you know disappear. I just that feels like something outside of our realm. So I agree with you. But I I also am realist enough to know that I like to believe that. Like it like it, it you know, titillates me to think about aliens. So maybe I'm putting that on my own brain because I like the way it feels rather than being a realist. Yeah. And, you know, right underneath that, though, is that it's us. I think that only because I don't believe that somebody else has surpassed us that much because that's the that's what would have to have happened. Somebody would have had to surpassed us drastically when it comes to technology. And I would just like to believe maybe, you know, Maybe I'm being a little ignorant, but I would like to believe we're at the forefront of technology. And if we see something that that seems it's not, it's not even possible, yeah, I, I'd like to think we had a hand in it. All right, as Americans, I'll buy that. That's a very American response. <laughs> exactly. We're American. We're the only ones that can do it. Or aliens? Ain't nobody else. So, is this the new OK Boomer? An article referring to older millennials as geriatric has sparked a backlash among 30-somethings on Twitter who've deemed the label inaccurate and ageist. Uh, The problematic moniker was first dropped in the recent Medium piece entitled, Why the Hybrid Workforce of the Future Depends on the Geriatric Millennial. 
Uh, the the author Erica Dawin coined the term described people born in the early 1980s who are considered too old to be a regular millennial but still younger than any Gen Xers. This generationally homeless age group is often referred to as cuspers or zennials. Cuspers. Yeah, but per this piece, the spite the special micro generation uh, is is deemed the geriatric millennial. Huh. I mean, geriatric just. Nobody's going to be happy having their age tied to the word geriatric, no. even if it's in front of another word. Right. Um, I feel that's probably hurtful. That's a triggering word. And I think that I would be right on the cusp, too, because I think it goes through 85, and I was born in 86, so I guess that makes me just a just a boring-ass millennial. You're nothing boring about you, but yes. Thanks. But pe- people are hurting. I see. I, I do see a lot of the uh, the hot crowd on social media yeah. being really uh, being really hurt by that crowd. Oh, I hope they'll make it through this okay. That's all we can. I mean, imagine if you were actually geriatric. Oh, my, well, I don't have to imagine. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. Yeah. We touched on it yesterday, uh, or maybe it was someday recently, about whether or not your employer can ask you or make you prove in the state of Florida mm. that you've been vaccinated. Yeah. Well... Whether you're back to work or plan to return, you may have questions about what comes next. According to experts in employment law, Florida employers can ask questions about the COVID-19 vaccine, but legally, they can't verify anything you say. In Florida, no matter what happens, the honor system rules. Uh, Because of the laws that that Ron DeSantis has put into place, making sure there will be no COVID-19 passports, at this point, even employers cannot make their employees prove whether or not they've been vaccinated. But they can ask you. But they can ask you. Okay. And they can recommend it. Right. But they just can't make you prove it. All right. We're, we're living in the Wild West here. We, I mean, we're going to figure out when this is all over what we got wrong, and I think we got a lot of it wrong. Florida or just the world? The, uh, the world. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's just, I it's such a double-edged sword because I do understand. I mean, I don't understand, but I do understand that they're trying to get as many people as possible vaccinated. So they're driving people to that. But this whole idea that the that you can go back into all these stores and do all these different things without masks, if you're vaccinated and we're not going to do anything to verify it, right. it's just, it's kind of bizarre. And I don't want them to verify it, but it's also for that to be the, you know, the talking point from our president and from everybody. It just feels odd. Whether or not I am vaccinated, when I'm in Publix with my mask on and I see other masked people, I think... Those people don't want to get colds anymore like me. Like, since we've been wearing masks, we don't get a lot of colds. I bet you this is a sad statistic and probably not true at all. I bet you 90% of mask wearers in the grocery store are vaccinated. 90% of them. Oh, yeah. No, I I don't know about that. I I don't see people for the most part, and you're probably an exception to the rule, that, that... didn't want to get vaccinated or don't want to being the type that, that are still going to wear their masks when they don't have to prove it. Right. I mean, I, it's sad, yeah. but yeah. yeah, but you're one of the good ones. I mean, I wear it for me and I wear it for everybody else. Uh, here's Joe Biden talking about uh, who's going to pay the price if you don't get uh, for, for the unvaccinated. All right. Flare-ups can occur, but if the unvaccinated get vaccinated, they'll protect themselves and other unvaccinated people around them. If they do not, States with low vaccination rates may see those rates go up, may see this progress reversed. Ultimately, those who are not vaccinated will end up paying the price. There's just something about that tone coming from the president saying, if you if you are not vaccinated, you will pay the price. What does like, that mean? Like, I don't. 
I'm not mad at the general sentiment. It just feels, uh, you know, coming from an era where I thought uh, people talked a lot about fear mongering and, and how that was directly ingrained in who he was as a president. This kind of feels like fear mongering. A little bit. If you're not vaccinated, you will end up paying the price. Yeah. Like, I don't, mm. I don't know where you go from there. But at the same time, we say it time and time again. We've we've hit a wall of sorts. And, oh, yeah. And, and maybe you've now, you've dangled the carrot. If you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear your mask anymore. And once that's dangled out there, what are you left with other than try to kind of scare people? Threaten them and shame them. And, and when you say they're going to pay the price... You're, you're threatening them. Would if, and I don't mean to get too personal with you, oh. but if given the option, would you be interested in breathing out of your BH? As opposed to breathing out of my nose and mouth? I think you could do one or the other. Oh. Like maybe you could do both. So you, I don't think you're going to give up your mouth oxygen. Oh, if I had to choose between the two, I'd keep breathing through my mouth. Okay. Yeah. When a new study published last week, scientists using an enema of oxygen carrying liquid proved that oxygen-deprived animals and maybe people can be saved through their BH. According to the New York Times, Dr. Takanoi uh, Takebe of the Tokyo Medical and Dental University at the Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center started alternative oxygen delivery research during his father's struggle with lung disease. While ventilators are helpful, they're not always available and can break. We clearly need different strategies to help out patients with severe lung failure. Through his trials, the doctor first did what sounds like, and you know I'm uncomfortable saying this, but I'm going to say it because it's medical. Thank you. Uh, He did what sounds like a reversed fart, which is pumping oxygen up the rectums of anesthetized oxygen-deprived mice. The procedure would have been too painful and not useful for humans as the mice intestines had to be scraped first. So Takebe and his team started to look into whether the intestines could absorb oxygen and began squirting an oxygen-packed liquid liquid into the rectums of mice and pigs who've been induced into oxygen-deprived hypoxia. That's a hell of a job for a lab researcher. I mean, what... Everything sounds weird at first. Right. Like, like, I understand that breathing through your butt is something that may sound a little off-putting at first. Yeah. But let's say your lungs go bad. And all of a sudden, they can hook a tube up to your butt, and you're just breathing in clean air through the backside. I just wonder how they, like... I mean, that's got to be a very small device to get it right in a mouse's... Well, I'm sure you could prefer a bigger one if you'd like. No, I, I'm saying for the mouse, not oh, for me. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sure that, I'm sure that you could... That's that's a delicate hand. Mistakes are made. I think you're right. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Mark Wilson, who's a biologist at Lowry University, uh, is speaking out saying he doesn't know of any animals that literally inhale through their bottoms, but turtles spend the winter sitting on the bottom of a pond, never coming up for air, and survive by taking in oxygen from, from the water via their rear ends. So mimicking such a process in mammals does make a lot of sense. And they hope that one day it will uh, will be something that they can use on people who can't breathe through their lungs. Oh, I mean, I'd take it as, for a spin. Yeah, I mean, you think it feel? You think it feels good? No, it, like at first. No. How do you know? I just don't think it feels. Well, good. Well, I mean, what's the difference between a you know between a wiener belt and a and a shot of oxygen? Well, I'm just saying. I mean, a, you're no peg, bro. Well, I'm just. I mean, what if it was a. I mean, you can get what I'm saying, though. Yeah, like no, that shot I, of... Yeah, I know. The tube is fine. The air... Well, no, it's, no, it's not about... I'm not talking about the tube. Oh. I mean, it's all nerve endings. 
like Miguel once said. Yeah. So whether it's a whether it's an apparatus or just oxygen, because that oxygen probably mm, you get that mm, that shot of oxygen first. I I really don't think that a reverse fart. Like try and imagine in your mind. The feeling of a fart, but reversed. Yeah, like yeah a I track. understand. I understand it, okay? Farts go out, and we're talking about oh, going good. in. Yeah. Imagine. So, so. Anatomy class today. Well, I mean, he's. <laughs> well, Spencer's talking to me like, I don't understand the, the dichotomy of a reverse fart. Imagine you took a one of those ho- one of those hoses uh, that you p- put in your tires. You know all the power that comes out with? Yeah. Now imagine that up the, no, up the back no, door. No, thank you. No. I, I feel just, like that would be a little uncomfortable. Just a tad. There's a huge Are difference between that to- and a wiener belt. <laughs> You trying difference. to blow someone up like a balloon? You close your mouth, you turn into a Macy's Day Parade. Well, I'm just, <laughs> I don't know what the constant flow feels like, but I'd imagine that that initial blast may be, may be, uh, All right, tell you what, go sit on a tire gauge when you get home and you tell us what it feels I'm, like. I'm half tempted to do it. All right. I'm half tempted to do All it. All right. Please uh, don't do this at home. <laughs> or don't do it halfway. Uh, and we hate these things, but uh, and I haven't even listened to it first. But you know that I love uh, you know that I love Reese's very much. Yeah, uh, it's a passion of mine. Uh-huh. Um, the the thing that we have. Oh no, it's gone. What? I wonder if this, oh no, here it is. The thing, uh, the the prep service that sends something out. Uh, they just have a headline that says this is the new. Uh, it's I love Reese's Day, and uh, here. First, there was the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Then came Reese's Pieces and Reese's Sticks. And now, get ready for the newest flavor combination. It's Reese's Peanut Butter and Black Tar Heroin. Mmm, I'm all tingly. You'll dig the extra stickiness. I'm a unicorn. I'm a unicorn. If you love chocolate and peanut butter, you're going to flip out with Reese's Peanut Butter and Black Tar Heroin. Why is the candy top? Imported from Mexico. Your Reese's experience may vary. Don't do drugs. Smack is a no-no. <laughs> I mean, I, I think they might think that Smack is a hallucinogen there at the uh, Comedy Warehouse or wherever you got that from. I still thought that was pushing the envelope more than they ever do. So uh, props bit. to them. And uh, I'm all burnt out. 727-579-1025. There's a great local story involving a killing at a tow yard, but it would require too much time to cover in John's joints. So we're going to give it the treatment that it deserves next. A lesson to be learned. If your car is ever impounded, the advice we give you next could save your life, your brother's life, and the lives of all who care about you. Next. Matty. Sorry. Sorry. Andre. I'm sorry. Grab up. No, I'm not. Gonna, I thought you were going to point to me. I mean, no. no I feel like I ruined it. Just go. <laughs> that was the air up your butt. I'm sorry. <laughs> Medi Weight Loss can help you lose weight, change your life. You'll be feeling better. You have a clear mind, more energy when you lose that extra weight. They helped me lose weight time and time again, and I'm feeling better than I've ever felt before, and they want to get Bone listeners a free assessment. If you go to startmedi.com slash 1025, it's startmedi.com slash 1025, or you can call 877-MED-LOSS. They've got locations in South Tampa, Brandon, Lutz, and Clearwater. They keep you accountable, they keep you losing weight, and they keep you motivated. Call them now, and when you do, make sure you tell them you heard John Sending talking about it on Drew Bo Live. You're listening to Drew Garabo live on 102.5 The Bone.